Take him to Detroit. No! No, not Detroit! No! No, please! Anything but that! No! Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to a Motor City edition of Amigos Everything Amiga podcast. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and well-known Amiga aficionado, Amiga Warren, joined by a man that eats, breathes, sleeps, drinks, and snorts, Amiga. I give you the Brent. It's true. How's the smell? No, no. It's graded up plastic. Straight in the notch. Oh, good God, no. <laughs> so, you may notice that this is not the boat. Uh, contrary to popular belief, the boat ha- has been issued forth out of town for some family business. And so, at the last possible minute, uh, we couldn't find anyone better. And so, we brought in our good pal, our good chum, the Brent. How's it going this week, the Brent? I'm sudden. I'm sudden. You're like, oh, we need somebody to fill a spot. Bam, I'm there. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> It's straight from work, too. That <laughs> makes it better. That's it. And I'm straight for the ball it. game. So we're recording this so late. So, the Brent, this week, uh, we'll be taking a look at a little-known strategy game, a little known by me anyway, called Detroit. Yes. Detroit. Now, when I mention the word Detroit, what comes immediately to mind? Sports. Sports. And Do you, what, do you have a, a favorite sports team? Uh, out there in Detroit. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. no. Uh, what, which sports do you think about? I, I just think sports. I don't think. Listen. Not I'm, sports I'll, I like. You've got the Detroit Pistons. Yes. You've got the Detroit Lions. Correct. You've got the Detroit Red Wings. Right. Tigers. Right. You've got the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Any of those teams uh, popular with you? No. 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 What? No. <laughs> Just because well, I know they exist doesn't mean I like Have them. you ever been to Detroit? No. no. Why would I go to Detroit? Now, we came close to Detroit, didn't we, when we picked up WWF Royal Rumble. I think we were what? pretty near Detroit. I mean, we're, we were closer to Detroit than the sun. That's our pinball machine. You're not giving me much to work with what? here, the Brent. <laughs> it's like, hey, You're not Aaron. good at this banter part of the show. Hey, Aaron, what do you think of Lederhosen? Well, listen, I love them. I'm wearing them right now. I've actually been to Detroit uh, one time with the folks, and we went. Uh, yeah, we were Where up was there. I? You were not around at the time. Yeah, because you weren't born. I don't well, believe you. That's were born hardly at the time. an excuse. Well, let me tell you, it's the best trip I ever had with the folks. We went. Through, I doubt that's true. We rumbled through there. You know, Detroit is an interesting uh, place because you know it was riding high during the, uh, of course, the car years that where you had Ford, GM, all those guys making all the cars. And now, the uh, fortunately, a lot of the cars have whatever these. What's so funny? The, the car years, you know, the big car years. You know, those those, those are gone. No, they no are one's using gone. those anymore. Because if you look, Detroit's actually slowly uh, becoming smaller, and they're literally giving back parts of the city to the to the forest and stuff. Because they're people are leaving the communities, they're making deals, and they're turning those back into into uh, rural areas. Yeah. Because the city was too big. Yes, it, it had definitely outgrown its ability. It's a, it's to, a to uh, control. I mean, police, fire, all that good. They stuff. They had a, a a whole bunch of trouble up there, budgetary trouble. Yes, of course. And, and water they really trouble. had. To, they've had to struggle. Yes. Uh, we, you know, we can understand Charleston, West Virginia, as a as a city that's been on the decline for literally like 60, 70, 80 yes. years. If, you know, if, if anyone knows decline, it's West Virginia. Yeah, but unlike Detroit, where they just basically gave up parts of the town to the woods, we're actually annexing every every conceivable part around Charleston to keep the city status. Because you have to have a minimum amount of people to be considered a city, and that's what we have going on up there. We're classifying trees, squirrels. Yeah, everything's a citizen. Everything. It's like, hey, what's your name? I don't know. You're in Charleston. Bam. Yeah, a lot of people like to make fun of a place like Detroit, but when you live no, here, that's not cool. we can understand their plight. Because yeah. much like Detroit, West Virginia had industry that went away. Yes. And, and the, the big difference is, Detroit had a lot of glory years, and we did not have that many. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you had to define glory. Well, it was glorious if you, if you ran a mine. If or you worked steel. in a mine, not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we appreciate the people in Detroit. That's why we dedicated this show to you, the fine folks of Detroit. But before we get to the big game, Detroit, yes, let's see what's going on this week in what I like to call the abbreviated 
Amiga News. Here we go. That's a horrible name for a segment. See, you talked over the robot right there. <laughs> Clearly an amateur. So, I'm sorry, Mr. Robot. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Before, before the boat lift, he did add one item here that I want to talk about. Uh, you may have heard of a little thing I like to call BAM, Amiga Addict, brother. And they have released a new issue here. It's a creepy-looking issue, yes. uh, if I'm honest. Uh, I think we briefly touched on this last week. Look at this guy. In case you're listening, it's this guy on the cover who's being slowly uh, a Japanese octopus here on the front. Now, I, can I comment if, on this real quick? No. So, anyway, no, now, go ahead. I, 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 I knew about this episode. All right, this, this issue. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I saw it in one of the Discord feeds or popped in my email or something. But I want to comment on this cover. This cover is brilliant from a design standpoint. Okay. Well, what it what really what, is. what appeals to you? Because you the, work in the realm of print and uh, art. I mean, what what makes this uh, I, stand out to you? I, I I quite enjoy the tentacles. I mean, an amateur on this right. Yeah. Would have put those tentacles everywhere, and it would have lost the appeal. But that would have lost the, it to me. That where the, the they are just peeking over the edges of the other cells. Yeah, because this is sort of like I mean, it, it's not a comic book layout, but it fe- kind of feels that way. Also, the slanted line at the top just adds to the chaos. I abs, I'm no fooling. I absolutely was in love with this cover the first time I saw it. I believe Pixels was the one that pointed it out to me. Yeah, he would. He works there. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I'm looking at what they've got cooking here. It looks like some Manita Steel Sky action. It's got a, a Win UAE emulation special, a recap and refurb your Amiga section. So some good stuff there uh, from our buddies over at Amiga Attic. So yeah. that's good stuff there. Uh, I want to move... Great cover. I haven't got to read it, but great cover. He's put the cover over. I want to move briskly over to the one thing that I saw this week that I didn't get to actually... Well, I watched the very beginning of this, and I didn't get to see very much of it. Uh, there's a man, it's a special man, and his name is Bam Crazy Chris Edwards. Crazy like a fox. Because you can't be too crazy when some fine fellow drop kicks and sends you a CD TV. Yes. A CD TV? Are you kidding me? Do we know the functional status of said device? I don't know the functional status of said device. And if you want to find out the functional status of said device, you need to watch parts one and two here. I, and I will. Where Chris goes through these. Uh, in fact, we're looking at it right now. Look at that. Look like it right fired up. right yeah. up. Holy uh, cow. What a generous... What a generous fellow that's someone super, is. That's super nice uh, of someone to, and, you know, listen, people, one thing I've learned over the years, you know, people, the, the Amiga community gets a bad rap sometimes, you know, including from the boat sometimes. He's killing them. But, Amiga, we love the, the way. We love Ooh, the Amiga. And the Amiga that's people, the you suck, or whatever that was. <laughs> that was a bad the boat Amiga doesn't rap. do that. <laughs> Anyways, they always are very generous. Yes, and uh, uh, fi- and fine folks, we've gotten a lot of goodies over the years from our. In fact, uh, myself and the family have been eating some of the yummy things that uh, our buddy uh, Graham Vebke shot us over. Yes. We appreciate that as well. Got the W. Yeah. So uh, anyway, check this out as uh, Chris Edwards explores this uh, beautiful, wonderful machine here, the CD TV. That, that is neat. He'll have two parts, and if you're one of his fine uh, Patreons. You're already watching part two, so that if you needed any sort of uh, uh, push, a slight push to like maybe throw him a buck or two, there you go. Early Absolutely. access. That's how you do it, the brand. I love that stuff. Uh, there's a few other things I want to touch on real quick, uh, but while we're here, and one of them, Brent, we got to talk about it. In fact, there's two things. One, and this is news. Uh, uh, as we record this, uh, we are less than 24 hours away yes. from the International Computer Club. It's going to be Saturday, uh, May 21st at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brent, this will be a happening. I've heard. Uh, we've got uh, some late entries have just added their name to the uh, sign-up sheet. So I think we've got seven official uh, pe- uh, people that are going to do some sort of presentation. There may be some additional, like, spur-of-the-moment presentations. I've also been told that we you will... You love those! Yeah. <laughs> I've been told that we will uh, uh, have uh, uh, a 
special guest or two, uh, some luminaries in the uh, retro field. Oh, which Aaron, nice. please, please. No, no, I real luminaries. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you're a non-luminary. You're like the burnt-out bulb of the retro field. <laughs> More of a black hole. That's right. You actually take away interesting <laughs> retro right. from other people. But uh, it should be quite fun. Uh, again, we're starting this at 4.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time, so the folks over in uh, Europe can get on board early. 4.30, Saturday, uh, May 21st. Uh, of course, we've been talking about this for months now, but I thought I'd mention it one last time uh, if you're interested in hopping on board. Now, there's another uh, super important event coming up, but gosh, we're so close. We're dangerously close, Brent. Uh, and that is, of course, it's Boat Fest, everybody. Now, uh, uh, for those that are coming to Boat Fest, uh, great. I'm glad you're coming, and I can't wait to meet you. Uh, for those that are on the fence, I sure hope you decide to uh, take a chance Took a chance on us. Remember that song from ABBA? Love them. Uh, and for those that are sick of hearing us talk about Boat Fest, your pain will soon be over. <laughs> now, Aaron, I have a question. Yeah. We have a few tickets left. I know that for uh, because John hasn't said yeah. please stop pushing Because I don't know how many tickets we've got out. I've got I, no idea. I, 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 I used to know, but I've actually yeah, lost I don't count. know. <clears throat> there will come a time Right. Yeah. This maybe boat fest will be an annual tradition, Ugh. and everyone can come. You know, if you miss this one, just come to the next one, no problem. That's all good. But, yeah. but the the far more likely scenario is this is it. You think this is the big one? This might be a one and done situation. Yeah. And if you miss your chance to to come and visit boat fest, I mean that. I can think of some great regrets in life. That's bam number one. That's going to be the That's top of number your list. one. And you're going to be there, of course. I, I I've been told that. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's letting me in half price. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's some people in the chat pointed out that in the boat fist picture. It does, in fact, look like Boat is running me over with his car. I think that's fair. Well, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. that's the way I feel <laughs> as, after looking at the schedule. And somewhere nearby me is you and Jack Flack, as we're all getting ran over. They're under the car as boat runs it over. Uh, you, but, you remember that Mortal Kombat fatality where they dropped the MK machine on the guy? Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I am. I'm yeah. under the retro yeah. machine. I've already been crushed. It should be a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm just looking forward to getting all my uh, various machines and consoles out and just having a big rows of them. That'll be a lot of fun uh, to just to play. Plus, you should bring those two crazy... You got that crazy... So was it Selectronic or whatever that someone sent you a long time I'm, ago? I'm bringing stuff. I'm so bringing be, that'll, stuff. That'll, I'm actually having a, uh, at least one event at Boat Fest, maybe two. That's sort of a secret. Okay. Um, there is... I pledge that there will be something to do every minute of every day while you're at Boat Fest. Oh, yeah, I know. He's already booked me for that. Super cassette vision. That's it. Yep. Look, boats in the house. What's going on, boat? I can't believe it. Unless you type that with your mind. There you go. So uh, uh, oh, anyway, check us out. It should be a lot of fun. Sincerely, and uh, for those folks that can't make it, we're gonna stream. What's wrong with you? Well, no, some no. people live in other countries and stuff. Uh, you know, far if they away start countries. walking now, they'll make well, it. They, what if they live overseas? They can swim. No, they can't. Not oh. that far. All right. Um, that much said. Uh, we will be streaming this, uh, assuming the internet's working at a decent clip in the uh, in the uh, area. We're going to stream, or maybe have two things going on. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously, guys, if you are not able to make it for whatever reason, we are planning on making this an online event, too. We want everyone to feel like they're involved, even if they're, you know, thousands of miles away. That's right. Very well said, Brent. Now... With all that said, I want to touch uh, on a special man that will be at Boat Fest. Uh, and that, no, not you. I said special man. And that's our good buddy Frank over at Retro Rewind. Frank and a contingent of hosers uh, will be uh, journeying down with sled dogs or whatever they use to get out of Canada uh, to cross the border with hordes of weird equipment on their way to Boat Fest. Why do I bring this up? Well, well I, believe, I believe they rely on the kindness of strangers. Well, they may. Maybe, they, maybe that's the case. But I bring this up because uh, our good buddy Frank has a little company you might have heard of. It's called Retro Rewind. I RetroRewind.ca. Uh, for all your retro needs, 
not only do I recommend Frank for his convenience uh, and for his pricing, but I recommend him because he's a good guy, a stand-up guy. And when you send uh, items to him to be fixed, if you send items to be recapped, or if you purchase items from Frank, you know for certain that you are purchasing things from someone who is trusted and has a great name in the community. I'm not just saying that because uh, Frank shows ads on here, Frank shows up on the stream. It's because I've dealt yeah, with good Frank. Dude. He's good a dude. good guy. He's a charity raising guy. Yes. And he also, oh, by the way, listen, I'm a good guy, but, yeah. I, but there's a difference. I'm a sort of a sketchy, unskilled tech. Oh, I wouldn't leave any money around you at no, all. No. But Frank is a world class mega tech yeah. with, with top shelf equipment to take care of any sort of contingencies that might rise up from fixing and repairing and recapping various accoutrements when it comes to computers in the Commodore Tandy line. Now, do you need uh, extra goodies? Do you need yes. cards? Do you need cartridges for your C64? Yes. Sure. He's got them. Oh. Do you need accelerators? Do you need uh, HDMI solutions for your Mega? He's got them. Do you need somebody to get into a uh, CDTV? You've got something in the closet to recap that sucker. That's your man. And if you don't want him to do it, he'll send you the caps, brother. There you go. So I wholeheartedly recommend our good buddy Frank. And if you decide to take part and purchase uh, any of Frank's various wares, uh, if you'll use the promo code AMIGOS10, you can save 10% off. Any order. 10%. That's a good deal. Listen, a lot of these places, they give you a couple percent. They might give you 5%. That's one-tenth the freaking price. 10%? <laughs> yes, that's how percentages work. That's worth. right. I'm just saying, that's not chicken feed, brother. you got to get in and get paid. Frank's not taking it to the money bank here. You know what you do? I don't. You order a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right? Bam, you hit them with the code. Now you're saving hundreds. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's a good idea. Please. That's RetroRewind.ca. Go and give Frank a shot. He will uh, take care of you, and you will come back over and over again. And with all that said, Brent, that it's was time. Creepy, Aaron. It's time to take you, bam, to Detroit, Rock City. Remember that song yes. from Kiss? It's one of their best songs, I think, in my opinion. No, not not a fan of that I one. I mean, it's okay. Come on, no, Ace Frehley's no, guitar solo is awesome. Great. You great. don't even know the song. It, I do too. He doesn't know anything about Kiss. So. Let's talk about Detroit. Oh, God. Um, have you ever played this one? Never been there. Ever heard this one? Uh, be heard this before one? this week, no. I knew mm -hmm. it. I knew it. I don't blame you. It's, who knew? I never heard of it either. You know, I would have... This... Yeah, you know, well, I'll get into it. So, uh, released in 94. Two discs. Now, let's get into this straight away. you got two versions of the old Detroit here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You've, you've got the AGA version and... You've got the, a, uh, the OCS, ECS, you know, old school version. Now, I don't know which one I played. Well, I played the AGA version, but I had to look at both. This is not the kind of game where having the AGA version is going to make a huge difference. And because this, it's not like this is a, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is a graphically nice game, but it's not like you, you're losing anything nah. from playing one version or the other, but it's there. The static graphics are nice. Yeah, yeah they're quite <laughs> nice. Um, so, this was published by an outfit called Impressions. Oh, Impressions. Uh, and this, uh, the, the guy that designed this is a fellow named David Lester. Uh, I didn't know who this was, but I did a little uh, research. He worked on a game called Fighter Command, and two games I have heard of, High Seas Trader and Lords of the Realm. Uh, a lot of the staff uh, involved in this game, certainly all the coders, pretty much didn't work on much else on the Amiga. Uh, but the graphics folks, and there's a fleet of graphics people that work on this. I mean, there's like literally like seven or eight people. Which is a little confusing. It's crazy. The amount of, I, was, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a game that had this many people. It looks like Monkey Island or something that had uh, this many people work on it. And the majority of the people that worked on this uh, worked on Lords of the Realm and High Seas Trader. Where they're, so uh, I guess they also worked on the same now, stuff. Now I have a question, Aaron. Yeah. That, I, I'm seeing the list of graph. Right, I know what you're going to say. Right? Go ahead, yeah. Um, what did all these people do? Don't know. I don't know exactly. I mean, did they literally work on one scene a piece? Well, maybe they worked on... I mean, listen, there's a lot of different scenes, and the, maybe they worked on some of the different types of models of car. I don't know. The bigger question is, oh. one of the graphics folks, his name is simply listed as Little Gangsta. It's so Detroit. I don't know. I'm totally, I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. 
they brought in a local guy. Yeah, they were graphic. like, listen, does this look right? And he's like, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd kind of like, he hadn't done anything. I looked. I don't know who Little Gangster is, but I, that's that's a first for me. Uh, the music on this, uh, Christopher L. Denman, who worked on a ton of stuff, uh, including Cool World, Ancient Games. Uh, and the other musician that worked on this was a fellow named Jason P. Rinaldi, who also worked on High Seeds Trader. Wait, uh, this had two music guys? Yeah, two music guys. I know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just telling you. This had a lot of overhead. There's a ton of people that worked on this. I hope they sold a lot of these. I, I'll I, be honest with you. I, I, have, I have a direct commentary on this later. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's so, move on. Uh, what is Detroit? Well, Detroit <laughs> is, I know, too easy, right? It's a, it's a one to four player uh, turn based simulation. All right. That uh, when you play it, you become the guy that owns and operates an automobile design and manufacturing outfit. Yes. Okay. Now, you're the head. You're you're the you do it all. You're one man crew. So well, no. I mean, well, I'm you, saying, you make all the decisions. It all. Okay, you don't go out and build the car. You CEO it. Yeah. So this is turn based, as I mentioned. Not necessarily my bag. Right. Uh, but uh, this game. I mean, it gives you uh, a lot to do with not a whole lot of places to do it. All right, so Brent mentioned all the music guys, all the graphics guys. Why? Well, the reason he said that was there aren't a ton of graphics or a ton of music in this game. No. It's uh, Now, what graphics that are there are quite nice. Yeah, it's, yeah they're the, well animated. The present gla- graphics are pleasant. and no. But what they are, effectively, are backdrops to the various areas you'll go to perform Various duties that it takes to run a car outfit. Uh, when you Duty. start the when you start the game, uh, you're given the choice of which level of play you want. There's quite a few levels, including, uh, and they're all based on how much money you start off with. Yes, I start off with the easiest level that was 250 grand, but you could go all the way to a level where you actually have to take out a loan yeah. to start yeah. the game. It's like if I walked up and like, hmm, I'm going to start a car manufacturing yeah. plant today. Mr. Banker, yeah. will you support me in this endeavor? He'd be like, "What do you? What the go now?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's so. But I mean, that, that why? Well, because this game is a very, very in-depth game. Uh, I think they really. Uh, this is a this is the kind of game that uh, is what we would call a micromanagement game. And I yes, see the I look on your that. face. Uh, when I say it's a uh, a very detailed game, I think it is. But I know where you're going, and we'll get to. I know okay. what your criticisms are going to be. So you don't know me. Uh, oh, I know you. So the uh, I'm feeling Detroit. Today. I can tell. Uh, so you start your company in 1908. Yeah, do you know why that is? Way back when the first cars were just coming off the line. That in in real life, that was the very first yeah. year that the Model T was uh, was uh, brought out. Uh, and have you ever seen a Model T, by the way? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. a car show or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad drugged me to enough of those to see that. Yeah. And so the goal of the game is to become a profitable uh, automobile design and manufacturing outfit. And ultimately, I believe you've got, there's a time limit, I think it's 100 years that you have to, to be the best and most profitable car manufacturing and design outfit. Um, and it takes place in Detroit because that's where we made all the cars. It well. Makes, it makes sense. It sort of takes well, place in Detroit. the name is Detroit. You actually can start your plans anywhere you want. <laughs> yeah. It is it's kind funny. of odd that you're like, yeah. man, I'm going to play Detroit. Time to go to South America. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> so uh, when you start the game, of course, like I said, you pick the uh, difficulty level. And you also set up how many AI opponents you're going to have versus humans. Again, this is a four-player game. And I will say, just right out of the gate, playing this with four people might really change how the game... It would certainly probably be a harder game, but it would also probably be a boring game for the three people that sat around while you tinkered with numbers. Let me tell you something. If you played this with four other humans all around the computer, by turn three, you're going to be looking to step in front of some of those cars. Yeah, so you're probably asking yourself, okay, you're a car manufacturer. It's what, true. What does that entail? Well, it really, it entails this takes you everywhere from... Uh, in creating and and uh, upgrading and inventing new car components and car bodies to actually p- uh, picking out which body designs to go with and upgrading those designs. You're not only are you picking car bodies, you're picking the suspensions, the braking systems, 
the safety measures that are involved, the luxury items. It's a whole list of things that will go into making your car. Now, of course, when you start out in 1908, the choices for, say, luxury items are pretty limited. By, yeah. and by that, I mean nothing. Yeah, the, your luxury item is getting the car. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, early in the game, uh, that the when you have your R&D guys, and they're painfully slow. I cracked all my guys to do certain tasks to get it done quicker, and it didn't help because it takes forever. We're talk about and I that. learned, yeah. Uh, so once you have once you have established the design, you want your R and D to look at. Eventually, what they'll do is they will crank out a prototype. Yeah. Now, if you're thinking I'm going to make the homer, you're not no. going to make the homer. You're no. going to there are set designs that you can tinker with slightly, but there you can't go in there and free draw your car. All right, so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah, you get lots of body parts. Yeah, you do. Um, so once you've got a car, you can make yourself a prototype of the car. Uh, then what you can do is you can go out and put that car through rigorous testing. Uh, this is interesting where you have your engineers go out and it shows, you don't get to control the car, but it shows the car how, and, it, it, and it gives you the stats. How is the turn radius? How long does it take to brake? What's the gas mileage? What's the top speed? The first couple cars I made, you probably could have walked there faster. <laughs> they were so slow, and the braking time was like two hours. I mean, yeah. it took forever. And it was funny to watch them on this little track as they skidded all over the place. And then once you have finished developing the car, you're not done. You're not even close to being done. Then it's time to go and try to figure out uh, where you're going to build it and with how many men. So you've got to hire some people. You've got to hire... Uh, technicians and and you've got to hire staff to and you've got to put them to work in a factory to and a, and you've got to populate a line with your car that and the car has to go through the line and, and these guys work on it and they can make so many cars per line and if you want a ton of cars you could crank up multiple lines and if you really feel froggy uh, you could also open up multiple factories right away yeah. you don't have to start you can start with multiple factories including making multiple different cars. You can do all these things. But it's a process of going to, that, uh, to the factory screen. And, and this is all, don't think to yourself, hey, this will be cool to see all these guys. Gonna, no, you don't, it's, this is all numbers, numbers on the screen. Okay, and, I, don't want it, I don't want anybody to think. And you're not right. done yet. Yeah, so once you've, <laughs> so now you've got guys making the car. Okay, you've got guys uh, uh, that are acting as technicians in the car. Researching. And you've got guys researching. Well, you can also look at local trends uh, to see what people want in various places. Uh, you can, and then you also, of course, who's going to buy your car if they don't know about it? So you've got advertising. Are you going to advertise in a woman's magazine? Are you going to advertise in a car magazine? Are you going to advertise in posters and film and all this crazy stuff? There's a ton sports of different sports and, and billboards. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and you can, and so you can, and you've got an allotment of money. I mean, you're you can spend all your money. You can have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar billboard if you want. You, it doesn't go well if you do you'll that. You'll lose, but you can do that. <laughs> so you've advertised your car, right? You've done all the stuff you need to do. I'm, I'm sure there's probably there's so much that I'm sure I'm leaving something out. But ultimately, you've got everything ready. Now it's time to uh, get your car ready to go. Now, before I get to what happens when you start selling cars, this game is turn based. So every turn, you're doing all this stuff. There's a calendar in the lower right-hand side of the screen. You can hit the button, and you sort of go to the next month. All right? Yeah. What you're right. actually doing is you're setting up right. what's going to happen. And when you hit that intern button or next month button, it says, okay, what you've set up has processed for a month. Here's what happened. Right, exactly. So uh, once you hit that button... Normally, what will happen is you'll get a, uh, a a newspaper article, and it will say like, "Hey, uh, uh, amalgamated design is killing it out there." Well, normally, I wasn't amalgamated <laughs> design. I was uh, Amigo Aaron Motors or whatever, and my it didn't say Jack Squad about my motor company. And uh, so, see, I got tons of news articles about me. Well, I mean, eventually was, you do, but at the beginning but, you don't. But it was like, uh oh. Brent's guys are on strike again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, we didn't mention this, but you also control what you pay people. Yeah. And so, and when you hit that month button, yeah. a funny thing happens, right? You see all your money on the screen <laughs> in a big checklist of money. And so it tells you what your total costs. It's the bottom line. It tells yeah. you what the total cost was. 
and then how much money you made. Now, the first couple, the first month or two, it's all going out. You ain't yeah. bringing nothing in. And then eventually, you start cranking out cars. Now, I will say, uh, once I started cranking out cars, I could stay pretty profitable for the most part as I went up through the ranks. Uh, and but occasionally weird stuff happens, or they the workers want more money. Line breaks down. Well, and also world events. World events happen. Like, wars. Yeah, it, when World War One breaks out, like no one wants to buy got, a car. Well, also, and you, you have work shortages yeah. and stuff. Uh, the uh, um, and so they take into account real world events that happen. Major ones, of yeah. Course. That that yeah that happened during. Now I'll, I'll be honest. I did not play this game for a hundred years. News oh time. no, I, uh, I I died before. Died yeah, well, before yeah. then. Uh, you can you can do okay. Uh, it, but you you're gonna you're gonna take a bath early on, and then if you can get to the say the third round, I mean I was making money surprisingly early. But here's the thing, uh, my model may not be good for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. In fact, I know it wasn't. It wasn't good for the long haul. And well, so you started with Buku's of Cash right. too. Now the game gets a lot more. The research part of this is where the most of the fun is, I think. But it's. Well, let me rephrase that. That's where most of the fun should be. <laughs> but that part's not as much fun. It's not like Civilization or something. It's just, that part's really slow. And uh, you, it's not like you could have a rocket car in like 1920. You know oh, I mean? no, no, no. You no. can't really do much of anything. And so you just basically are struggle with these crap mobiles. Now, it is neat when you get suddenly get a better suspension or something. Or a suspension. Because your first couple cars don't have any suspension. Yeah. You know. So that's kind of neat. And you get to pick the color. There's not as much customization on this as I would have liked, uh, to be honest with you. I've talked for a while. What were your initial impressions of this thing? And what, how did you get on with it early on? I should have loved this game. Yeah. Now, I'll be 100% honest. I only played this game for a couple of hours. Brent was a late notice replacement yeah. here. So um, the very first thing I did was... Uh, grab the the BMD or the the weapon of mass destruction. Uh, now, one of your cars sunk. They want to put wheels on that. The WHD load. Yeah, fired it up. So I don't know if I was playing. I, I would imagine I'm playing the, the better version. They probably version. had the HGA version. Yeah, because uh, it is hard drive installable. And I notice all, everywhere you go to play this game or hear about the game, everywhere has the manual. Which yeah. I thought I was like, man, they're yeah. really pushing. This you got to have the manual. So yeah. I was like, all right. I'm going in blind. Here we go. Fired it up. So you didn't use the manual at all? Well, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. There. I'm going in. Uh, and I'm, I see what's going on, and I understand what's going on, right? Right. So I, I get my lineup. I get cars going. I'm losing money, but what are you going to do? And I'm actually having an okay time. And then I actually look at the manual, and I kind of wish I didn't. Why? Which is odd. Right? It is odd. I didn't even say that. The manual, or... It was text instructions, so maybe this was a someone's hints. Maybe this was not the official manual. Maybe this was uh, like a, a readme file from ages ago that someone put together. But it kept saying, you know, it's like, well, okay, you've got to put guys into research, and you got to put guys on your line. But there's a certain number that you're really trying to figure out. We're not going to spoil it, but this, you know, you're searching for this number. A ratio, a magic right? ratio. I hate that. I hate that. What, that but, ruined it for you? Yes, because two things happen when you know that, okay? First of all, you know you're going to have to tinker until you find out what works best. And it's probably not going to work the best forever, but it's going to be, it, it's always going to be tinkering to see uh, to, to get that perfect line, right? Yeah. And when you do figure it out, that the game is ruined because you're always you're going to keep going back to that line. I would have much preferred... That's so... It's so static, right? There's no... It's not dynamic at all. It's so static. I would have much preferred that if they would have said, listen, if you're going to hire... 30 guys, right? And you're going to dump them all into engine. You're going to be learning new engine stuff quicker than someone that only has four or five guys in there. But that's not, at least in my experience, that's not the case. You could overload a research and it does no better yeah. than if you would have had 
20 less guys Listen, in there. I agree with you on that. That's that's absolutely a fact. You can, it, It's pointless to put too many guys in and the alphabet. And it does not give you the needed player feedback to know, first of all, how how far something has progressed. Yeah. It doesn't give uh, and you... And that's maddening, because you don't know how close you are. Yeah. How close am I to getting another body type or, or, a, or a different safety measures? You don't know. And, and it doesn't have to pop up a progress bar, right? It doesn't have to be that dry. It would be but helpful. <laughs> it should, But you should be able to go and talk after a month has passed, right, when you hit your intern button. If you would be able to, to have a meeting with your researchers, and they would they could come out and say, listen, we're, we're completely lost. You know, we're doing our best. Like, that would be an option that says, you know what, you're nowhere near getting this place. Yeah. Or if they would say, listen, we're right there. If we had a few more guys, yeah. we could push this over the top. That kind of feedback would have made a immense difference in this game for me. Yeah. Not having that, I feel like I'm throwing darts at a board, <laughs> and I'm and if something actually hits, you don't know it until... After the fact, it was just so maddening. Yeah. Uh, another thing. That's, I agree with everything you said there. <clears throat> uh, uh, advertisement, right? Yeah. It, it. Some things are pretty obvious. Like if you're building a car that you're trying to target women with, you want to advertise with a women's magazine. Right. Uh, I'm guessing sports was the guy equivalent to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and billboards, maybe it's just the general. But I felt like they went so far to to add all these different options and it like it's like the illusion of choice when you can't see something making a difference i mean it's probably it's making a difference right in the background but it's making it in an equational difference right. it's not a tactile right and because of that because of that this game goes to what i should have loved because I love this type of game, to me just being like, I'm not going to sit here for six hours trying to find out what the magic number is. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I agree with what you said, and I'm going to go a step further. This game is a, a, is a sterile, uh, a joyless affair. The graphics on this are real nice. They, they're well done and well rendered. But, like, how about a little fun, Okay. If I'm making a billboard, how about showing me something? Or even... You know, or a magazine article. Let's see something. Show me newspapers. Let's see... Let me see my product advertised or, or something like that. Or let me, you know, just put the car... Because you design your car, right? You have basically your front, your middle, and your back. You choose what car you've got, right? Just have that car on a billboard that you maybe you put up in the corner and put some text. Even if it does nothing, it... This this is what happened, Aaron. This game wanted to be a board game. I've played enough board games to guarantee it is board game. This like, game yeah. wanted to be a board game, right? Uh, but it's a computer game, and they forgot to add in those elements to make the computer game fun. I will. I'll take it a step further on, uh, in terms of the overall design of the interface, which I found fine uh, for the most part. There's also shortcut keys. There's a huge list of shortcut keys for this. It's mostly yeah. because of the PC. There's a IBM version as well. DOS, and, yeah. And, uh, the, you know, some people in DOS don't have my, my mouse, and so they included yeah. all those, and they carried them over the Amiga. And you can flip through with the function. I never did this, but you could. But I found the mouse control, when you try to do stuff, difficult. The cursor, really? I just had trouble clicking on stuff sometimes, and it was because it, the way that... It's, on the screen, it's not the, in the most spaced way to fit the big old mouse cursor that they give you. Uh, and I had trouble clicking on stuff. Okay, no, I also, know, the, yeah, I know what you're you, talking about. When you click numbers and stuff, sometimes if, if I use the mouse to click on the plus sign to add a guy, I would just go, all of them. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, and I tried two different outfits that did on both of them, so it's definitely not emulation. Something's going on there, uh, which I don't like. I don't like that. We don't need that piled on. But I mean, the funny, those are, but those are are minor sure. uh, quabbles versus some of the. Other the funny stuff. thing about this game, though, is I mean, for all of the things you can do, we haven't gotten into everything because there are detailed reports, sales reports, how your cars done, did in other places, like who's buying them and stuff. It's it's madness. There's so much stuff in there, yeah. but really, this is a game where you look at 
what, five, six different screens over and over. That's the game. So it's a game of figures. I mean, there may be some uh, egghead accountant that this is like their dream game, but there wasn't enough pizzazz in a game like this. You know, we played a game a while back where you put together hot rods and raced them. Yeah. All right? Now, the racing part of it wasn't that good, but it had a lot of pizzazz. It had cool stuff on the wall. Stuff happened. You know, uh, it was interesting. You know, this game needed some of that sort of yeah. razzmatazz. Uh, it was just cold, sterile, and uh, after a while, I just got bored of it. If I'm if I if I'm honest, I kept playing yeah. it because, I mean, there are some things I like. It's nice to have a successful car. It's nice to kind of see your R and D guys move ahead to where you can get something cooking. I can tell you something else too. I had to uh, uh, to get some tips on this to. to figure out what I was doing. Even but, with the docs, I had to watch... In fact, the the uh, fellow that uh, uh, did this video here, I watched the playthrough on this just to try to figure out the flow of it because when you jump in at the beginning, you just see this uh, like this compound of buildings and when you start clicking through these buildings, it can be overwhelming yes. be real quick. Yeah. You're like, my God, each one of these buildings has like 50 million items in it to do. Like, what do I do first? You know? And the documentation has sort of a basic rundown, but it's a fairly vague rundown, you know. And it it, I, it was better to see a guy play it. The, the downside of that is I basically played it sort of like him. I got sort of similar results, you know. Uh, and so there you go. I watched a playthrough of one guy who got pretty well into the game, and then a bug crept in, which this is a known bug with this game. It didn't happen to me, but a bug crept in, and it took all of his guys. So the game was effectively over. Yeah, wow. You know, and, it, it's a no, and there's another one that gives you, like, so many guys that you can't continue. It's, it's, these are known bugs with the game. So this is the kind of game you're going to want to save early and often because I did see these that. bugs can yeah. creep in. And I read it over and over, and I saw it. I saw a guy playing it and it happened firsthand. Um, so with all that said, where do you place this one? Man, I, it's, 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 I want... I want to recommend this game yeah. because I this is my this is my jam. Yeah, I mean I when know, I'm not man. when I'm not platforming or adventuring or first person shooting or you know team death matching this when I just want to sit down and kind of chill I go for these type of games and I I do like that it is at your pace nothing happens nothing is set in stone until you hit that end of month button yeah. Uh, and I, th that part of it, it could be such a chill game. Yeah. But it's just so empty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because of that, I, I, I can't, I can't recommend it unless you are just a diehard, either car buff. Maybe they'll get something out of this that I or didn't. A, just a, a simulator buff that likes the numbers aspects of but it. Even, Some people love that. But yeah. even it doesn't even have that good. My numbers got bigger feel because it just it's so such a that part of it is such a grind. Yeah, so these, I I can't do it. I can't recommend it. I these can't. guys should have played a game like uh, Civilization, for example, and because that game has a side effect, it's a brilliant game. It's got a lot of pizzazz. Well, it's got a lot more fun elements in it than this has, and, and the research and stuff they cut you some slack. This one needs the research part of this was the worst part. Yeah, I really hated that the worst. Uh, I did look this up in the mags to see how it did. Uh, the people over at Lemon gave this a 7.14 for the uh, for the uh, uh, non-AGA version, and the AGA version they've got a 7.63, so pretty close. There was only one AGA review of this. It was from the one which gave it a 78%. The uh, regular non-AGA version had a few more reviews. Uh, Amiga Format gave it a 69. Amiga Power mounted the top rope and dropped the big elbow. 27%. That's brutal. CU Amiga gave this an 85% over uh, overall magazine average, 60%. I also looked this up on eBay, and you can get this thing for 35 bucks and 25 bucks in the UK. We did get a myriad of uh, of uh, listener reviews. Oh, excellent! Uh, I'll start with our good friend. Uh, let me find him here. We've got a good friend here somewhere. Here he is, <laughs> Super Tech Boy. Super Tech Boy uh, writes. Uh, strategy games have always been greatly ap appealing to me. Whether fighting aliens as covert organization XCOM or colonizing the world in Sid Meier's colonization. So it would be, uh, so it would seem natural that a turn-based strategy game 
where I got to design automobiles and run a motor company with the intent of world domination would be right up my alley. Sadly, this game fell short for me. I spent many hours on this game. I want to like this game. I should like this game, but the game has no depth. You start the game by picking a region you want to form your motor company from the global map. You purchase sales offices and factories uh, and workers and researchers to put the money towards various advertising platforms. You go about designing your automobile, just like we talked about. Uh, the design interface gives you a handful of chassis, such as sedans, sports cars, trucks, and vans. Next, you cycle through the available body section for the automobile's front, middle, and rear. Next, you can choose a color for the exterior paint and name your automobile. All this stuff is far less fun than it sounds, by the way. Uh, then you take your vehicle to the test track, where it completes a series of animated tests, such as acceleration, braking, handling, and safety. Finally, with a successful test, you assign your vehicle to an assembly line and assign workers to work that line. I think we should have just had a super tech which said that we could have went home. <laughs> <laughs> Within 10 minutes, you wonder if the devs forgot to include the rest of the game. So you search around wondering if there's a button somewhere that launches the rest of the game. But alas, there is not. The graphics are forgettable. The car design module is mediocre. The music is average. This game is dull and is nothing more than a spreadsheet simulator. Designing your own car and building an automotive, automotive empire... Sounds like an incredible vision for a game. I wish this vision would have been executed better. One out of ten. Oh, Holy smokes. Oh. I mean, I, I... Super Tech Boy. I agree with everything Super Tech Boy said, but one out of ten, I, I mean, I'm giving this at least a three. Holy smokes. I what didn't a, vomit when I turned it What a beat down. Super, it's like Super Tech Boy gonged it. <laughs> uh, Bumface Poo Hands sent a review in. Classy as ever. Uh, the game is great. If you want a game to teach your kids the realities of, of the working world, owning a car factory and getting to design the car of your dreams sounds fun, right? No. In reality, it's a world of micromanagement, staring blankly at numbers on the screen, clicking buttons with little thought or conviction, and hoping you won't get found out that, uh, about being the fraud that you are. After you're done with randomly changing numbers, you can hide in your office and switch off the lights as your <laughs> reward for your hard work. The highlight of the working day. Bone face poo hand rating, one hand up, but only for the light switch on the wall. No. I'm still not 100% sure about the bum face poo hands rating system. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, lastly, Level Lord chimes in. Did not spend too much time with the Detroit. Played only five or six turn months, turns, and will not leave a score. Detroit is a standard management slash tycoon game where you spend time designing cars, researching new models, and all other important aspects of the car, taking care of the marketing and managing your employees. Without reading the manual or any instructions, I felt right at home and was able to navigate all menus with ease and start the first car production. As a strategy slash management game, gamer, it gave me great joy to go through all the reports and charts that the game provided, uh, read about profits and losses and so on. I will definitely play this more in the future. Negative side of the game was the music, opening and in-game tune, which sounded horrible and persistently annoying while, gra while the graphics were good for this kind of game. Hopefully there's an option to turn it off. I'm curious about the AI and how it will play, or will it just cheat? Something to find out in the future. I will say it's been my experience uh, from reading and playing that the AI is not particularly tough, at least on the easiest level, uh, but it may get super I difficult. don't know, man. The AI I played against, I did not play on the easiest level. Oh, there you go. I was like, man, why? What idiot would do that? That's where you, oh, I, boy, what a dumb question that was. I, I went, I went in the middle, and, and by like month three, my, one of my opponents had over a half a million dollars. There you go. And I was like, please, please, can I work in your factory? So I think we can conclude our look at Detroit by saying, uh, if this is the sort of game that might appeal to you then this is probably the sort of game that might appeal to you. I think that is a very true statement. Let's see what we've been up to this week on the old site updates, Brent. While we're here, while we're in a neighborhood, uh, you know, me and the boat, we do this cr crazy thing. Uh, you may have heard about it, dude. It's called the Coco Show, brother. I think oh. me and you even had it. Oh, yeah. show? It's about this thing called the Terra City Color Computer, brother. And this time out, myself and the boat took a look at the new Nick Marites joint, Zero Hour. It's brand new, brother. Ooh. It's go it's double solid gold. And we check it out, and I don't want to spoil it, but we liked it. 
Uh, we'll check it out in this episode of Coco Show. Uh, I should mention not to plug, plug, vote fest again, but I'll be giving away a sealed copy of this particular Coco game at Boat Fest. Can Brent. I win it? No, you're oh. an uneligible non-participant. Uh, so, and you haven't tried the old uh, Zero Hour, you have you? I have not. Have you seen what it looks like? I have, yes. Uh, it's yeah. a it's, it's a looker. Yeah. It's a looker. It's it one of the is. best. It's probably the best looking Coco game ever oh, made. Oh, hands down. Yeah. yeah. So please, uh, if you are interested in Zero Hour, uh, check us out. Uh, that's the Coco Show, the new one. It's up now on the Amigos Retro Game Channel. Now, Brent, I'm going to let you speak on this. Or the other offering we had on this channel, myself and you. And uh, this time out, we did something near and dear to your heart. It's the old calculator game. Calculator games, Brent. What do you think? You're wearing a red shirt, and I'm wearing a red shirt. Creepy, I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We really focused on the TI-81 and 85, and kind of the history that Texas Instrument has in the calculator market, at least here in North America, and uh, some, some amazing games that you can play on this thing. Uh, it's... Back in the day, we had just access to BASIC, as in the programming language, or a spin-off of it, uh, and had tons of fun with that. But when they broke the code, when they got into that TI-85 and got the assembly language going, uh, it really took what you could do on a calculator, which is horrible and crazy to say. But it really took what you could do on a calculator to the next level, and it's worth checking out. We uh, played Z-Doom, which Z-Doom. is the Doom clone on the uh, calculator, and we also played the very safe, sort of mundane Z-Tetris that Brent picked. Yes. I chanced it. Brent did not. We had a good time on this one, though, Brent. Uh, yeah. Calculators. I didn't think I'd be gaming on those. Now, uh, we also have a little thing I like to call, bam, the Amiga stream team. This always gets crazy here. Uh, with what we put up. And this week was, was no exception, Brent. Uh, I want to start off with uh, part two of the Thanks for Giving Marathon. Uh, on this, this, is, this is from last uh, November. I'm still putting these things up. I'm going through them. And this is Thanks for Giving Marathon part two, the Atari 5200 ColecoVision. We played a ton of games on these. Yes. Uh, and had a lot of fun with this. So if you are interested in catching up on the marathon, uh, give this a shot. I mean, before get... you know it, it'll be time for Thanksgiving for yeah. getting again. My goal is to finish these up right before the third, the, the <laughs> next uh, Amiga uh, uh, Thanks for Giving. Uh, next on the docket, uh, this was our pre-show uh, from uh, the last week where we talk about uh, the what we thought about the Eurovision Song Contest that you didn't see. That's right. And then I complain about how much it hurt to build a pool. Which, not not quite not. as good as the week previous. It was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> uh, but uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we I started putting these pre-shows up. So if you want to just uh, watch the... I mean, clearly, after a show like this, who wouldn't want to hear our chat, our banter? So if you can't get enough, hop over to the Amigo stream team and check that out. Now, we got to talk on this. There's a guy named Rob Flack O'Hara. He was in here earlier. And he does a little show I like to call the Sprite Castle. I think he likes to call it that, too. This time out on the Sprite Castle, one of my all-time favorite games, Jumpman. And then I was wondering, I was like, you know, I know about Jumpman because it's awesome. Yes. But does Flack know the true secret of Jumpman? He does. And the true secret is Jumpman Lives, which is the DOS sequel where they take every Jumpman and smash it into one super Jumpman and then add a bunch of crazy crap to the Jumpman. It's awesome. If you like Jumpman, this is the show for you. Uh, I love Jumpman. And then I think uh, Like a Doss uh, will also be about Jumpman. Uh, I should mention that, uh, speaking of Jack Flack, that uh, just today a new You Don't Know Flack has dropped, uh, which involves uh, two parts in one show. The first part is some little sayings he picked up from TV and movies where he goes through and tries to figure out where he picked them up at. And part two is him riding a train. Talks about taking a train. Good times. Which was something that got me talking to you about trains a little earlier. I also want to congratulate Jack Flack. I know it's just a picture here somewhere. Jack Flack got himself, there it is. He got himself a van. That's his buddy right there. And so uh, uh, he got himself a nice van to do his stealth van thing. So that should be exciting. And I'm hoping that we'll see the stealth van when he rolls up to... uh, Boat Fest. That should be a lot of fun. So, 
you can't ever get enough of the Jack Flight. Now, this is an event. I got to speak on this one for a minute, Brad. This is going to take me a second here. This is, uh, I just put this up. So, a lot of people don't know that last week, uh, last Friday and Saturday was Cocoa Fest up near Chicago. And a lot of our buddies went up there. This is a celebration of everything that is TRS-80 Color Computer. Uh, and they had a, they drew great up there. Nearly 200 people, I think, came to this Woo! thing. It was a big deal. And uh, it was a huge crowd. Great fun. And uh, on the way back, uh, a certain pair of fellows had to stop in Pennsylvania, a couple, a couple hosers, before they rolled home. And, and they thought, well, heck, we'll stop down and see uh, the Amigos. And the and the Brent who was uh, was uh, had been working was beat down. Well, no, I, w I had to get up at, at at incredibly early in the morning. Yeah. I was in bed when you called, yeah. And then through a certain number of events, I was up until four in the morning. Well, there you go. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, two in the morning. So uh, these two men were our own good buddy, all hail El Curtis Boyle, and our good buddy Ken from Canadian Retro Things. Let's check his channel out when you get a chance. It's a great channel. And they were uh, down and stopped by and hung out with me and Boat for a good while over at the uh, Boat's uh, basement studio. And so Boat said, heck, let's fire this thing up. We, we started to stream up, and uh, Curtis hooked up a Coco with a Gimme X in it and did a demonstration for us live. We recorded it. Uh, then uh, Curtis showed us some stuff on uh, Nitro's 9, uh, which you can, even as a zombie, as tired as he was, he reeled this stuff off like it was like. Well, I think yeah. Curtis has an embedded ROM up here that can just turn, it just has all this information, and uh, we had a good time. And then uh, after we left here, uh, uh, Curtis and Ken came over here at the arcade for a little while. Then we hung out in the uh, living room for a while and chat. It was a nice, very nice visit. Great to meet those guys in person. And so I thought, heck, I'm going to get this up straight away. So I uploaded this. This is the stream that we shot uh, as Curtis goes through and talks about the Coco. We just chat for a little while. It was a lot of fun. And I also want to thank the guys for bringing me uh, some uh, some Rainbow magazines and a cartridge. And they brought motocarts. They brought you a magazine as well, the brand. Oh, awesome. So that was nice. So thanks, guys. It was great meeting you guys. I really... I really uh, had a lot of fun uh, with that. And I will meet you at BoatFest. Yes, and Curtis will be back for BoatFest. Brent, I think that's all we've got uh, for that. Now, normally this is when Boat would address his horrible, horrible song. But we're not going to be doing that this week. Oh, I was all ready uh, to go. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, we're not going to let you sing. My God, you can sing at BoatFest after everybody's gone. Um, we do want to thank all of our fine supporters and Patreons. Uh, normally, we would just read the Patreon list, which I don't have right here. So, but what I will do is, uh, I will flip just for fun, because we're recording this so late. I thought it might be kind of fun to just say a happy hi ho to the folks that are in the chat here uh, with us tonight. Uh, I'm going to go down through and mention a few here. Uh, we got Amiga Live. Oh, gosh, we love him. Uh, another TV viewer, which I think is a bot. Uh, Any Tal uh, Atten. What are, you, what are you? What are you holding your head in shame for? Why, why would you? Why would you call out the bot? Well, I didn't know for sure, and you don't want to leave anybody Listen, out. We love our robot overlords. Yeah, Odyssey. Uh, this is now. I'm starting to think it's a bad day because I can't pronounce these names. Avasim Four, Beach Bump Seven, real guy. Uh, Bitstorm, Big Damn Judge. I like that. Uh, Blow Jellyfish. We know him. That's our good buddy, uh, Good Matt. From the TSI regulars, Brock 101, Buck Owens, Commander Root, Frodo and L, Frodo and L, HSI Ken, uh, John Marshall, our good buddy right down the road here, L Curtis Boyle, all hail, Level Lord, Lord Soup in the house, the Soupster, Soup. uh, Mitsuyama, who I think just went to bed, Mitsuyama, M, M Kelly 0904, Nick Marentes in the house, there he is, I can't believe it, uh, Paco Otake. Uh, Retro Rewind CA, aka Frank, uh, Ricky DeRocher. Uh, you want a big something? It's written cool guy style. I don't know what that says. Uh, but, uh, and we've also got. How do we skip ahead here? Oh my! Look at that. The screen froze up on me. Well, there you go. That's the last time I try that. <laughs> <laughs> 
We want to thank everyone. That was a very us. Detroit ending. Would you like to see what we're playing next week, Britt, that you're not going to be a part of? No. I'm well, I would say anyway. Let's oh, see what it is. Well. Look, Flippy Do. How'd you do that, the Brit? Oh. It's Wizball. So that means, you know what that means? Next week is one of our retro, retroactive, super old school. We redo an episode that we did long ago. It was the old Wizball. I think that's called double dipping. Is that? No, no. It's because the other ones, a lot of them didn't have video. And who wouldn't want to see me play whiz ball? I know I would. So please uh, join us next week for some whiz ball action. Brent, I'd like to thank you for uh, filling in for the boat this week. Always a pleasure to spend more time with you. I- I'm assuming the check will just in the mail. Or oh, it'll be in the mail, all right. I hope you're taking out a party post-dated out-of-state check. There you go. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on uh, early Sunday morning for ARG Presents. Please, but we didn't plug that show. It's all our other show, ARG Presents. We go every uh, Sunday at, at at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, what's the show this week? Uh, it is serious games that are funny. You got, you're close enough. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks for staying up late with us, everybody. And until next time, adios.